All right, guys, welcome, welcome to episode one, our very first guest that we will ever have and have ever had on the Love is Real Estate podcast. I am Ari Afshar, and I am excited, honored, and humbled to have our very first guest, Darren Weinstock, partner at Black Equities here in the Golden Triangle of Beverly Hills. Hello, Darren. Hi, Ari. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. This is an exciting time, and I've known you for almost 15 years now, and you've been such a great mentor to me and to many other people around the community. And so I'm confident that the audience is going to get some really good information here. And if you wouldn't mind, Darren, just share a quick little tidbit about yourself and your background and where you came from and and where you are now. Sure. After I graduated from UCLA, I went to work for a man, Jonah Goldrich in Culver City, Goldrich and Kest. I was there for a few years and then went down, got the opportunity to work for Frank Lowy at Westfield. And I worked in Sydney, and then I've been I've been with Stanley Black the last 21 years. That's great. And you want to tell us a little bit about Stanley Black and Black Equities? Yeah, Stanley has been around since Lincoln was shot. <laughs> he uh, started building Class A office buildings, and sold his portfolio to Trizec, and started to buy triple net leases ever since his disposition. And uh, he comes to work every day, 10 to 4. Uh, he's very active and. That's awesome. He's, he's a grateful person. That is awesome. Yeah, I read on the uh, website that he, the, the group, I guess, owns over 2,500 units uh, across Los Angeles, which I think is pretty impressive. I'm sure that that number continues to grow. Yeah, well, those are apartment units, but then the group also owns, he owns uh, retail and industrial buildings. Unreal. Well, we are, again, like I said, honored and excited to, to hear a little bit more from you. So, what Stanley Black issues every year is a Stanley Black's book of quotes. And, and one of my favorite personal quotes of his that I found in the book was, never sell too soon. It's never too soon to sell. And so that to me has many meanings, but I guess let me kick it over to you and ask you, what is your favorite quote? He has quotes all over his office and does give away these books, Thoughts to Live By every year. My favorite throughout the years is you can never do a good deal with a bad person. <laughs> I, I love that. That's actually a really, really good one. Um, and very true. Uh, so we are, are now just going to start asking you a slew of questions. I hope you don't mind. Just just give us, bless us with some knowledge and, and, and tell us uh, what's good. And, and, you know, I think that in this year, I get often asked, you know, where are we headed to as far as a market and where are things going? And I give my take on it, but obviously, you know, coming off the heels of what I would say a very strong 2014 to 2000, middle of 2018, uh, we're kind of entering into what I feel is more of a balanced market. It's plateaued to an extent. Where do you think we're going from here? Well, I don't have an answer that buyers are going to really like and uh, sellers are in a hurry now. I think we're, it feels today like it's August of 2007 again. Mm. Prices are really high. Uh, there's not a interest rates are still low. Mm-hmm. So it's enabling people to do more, but prices are, are high. It's, it's tough to, to buy. Um, I think that we're in a, like you talk about a plateau. Mm-hmm. I think it's high. Got it. Uh, I mean, are you guys currently active in, in, in acquisitions? So we have two types of acquisitions that we'll make with either fresh money or trade money. Mm-hmm. When we're in a trade, we could certainly be a bit more aggressive. However, 
I don't think we bought a fresh money deal in the last three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, for the audience who is unaware, would you mind sharing fresh money? Meaning this is a, a deal where you have, you're bringing new capital that you're not trading out of. Yeah. In- so uh, one thing that incentivizes us to buy is when we sell an asset, we then have 180 days in which to re- redeploy that capital into a new asset. In a 1031 exchange. In an IRS 1031 exchange. Right. And so um, fresh money, the yields are five, six percent. That's not as exciting. I think also because we're used to better returns from having done this for so long. Mm-hmm. When you're in a trade, you have serious tax consequences depending on your basis. So it's important for us to find a new asset to buy when we sell. That's why we don't sell that much. And so if, if I were to say, what are the three most important attributes for you guys in identifying a great opportunity or even a good opportunity, what would you say those are? It always goes back to the, to the basics for us, location, mm-hmm. low dollar per foot, mm-hmm. and a real rent. Got it. Uh, and as far as location, you know, what, what I would love to know from you guys is, is what do you view as a good opportunity for locations in and around the Los Angeles area? So Los Angeles is booming. It's growing. It always has. It's 72 degrees pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look for, and certainly in Los Angeles, good corners, important corners, um, good parking. There could be a good deal in West Covina, just like there could be a good deal in Westwood or Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. So there's good deals in all these towns, I call them. It's just really understanding the story and what side of the street you're on. And there's a whole thing that we go through when we think about what we want to buy. And are there, is there any particular vertical in the commercial space that you feel like is most overlooked and yet still affordable? So as an example, what, what I've seen from friends that I know, a hot you know, market has been the industrial space uh, where obviously with, with the, you know, just boom of Amazon and the takeover, there, there's been a need for storage facilities and also the green dispensaries and warehousing. Is there anything that you find that, you know, if there's an opportunity that, that is either now or in the future that is still kind of under the radar, is there anything that you feel comfortable sharing? Well, sure. Um, industrial's on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the price for an industrial building today is I would have never thought it would be where it is today. Some industrial buildings, we have an industrial building in El Segundo, it's being leased now as a creative office building. They like the high ceilings, they like the open floor plan, there's skylights. So that's something that um, is interesting in some markets. Still, Vernon or City of Industry, industrial buildings and industrial buildings, and they're used for manufacturing or distribution. But industrial is certainly high and uh, extremely hot. Retail's changing Hmm. because um, first, well, another major metro is Walmart has completely changed. Some of these big box stores have changed street retail. But in, for instance, Los Angeles, if you drive around now, you'll see a lot of four lease signs Hmm. on retail uh, in good areas. And they're vacant for not so much lack of tenant use, because I think there are tenants for, for good property. It's the price that people paid for their real estate. They have big debts, and now they need big rents. 
and and you feel like the way that the obviously the internet I feel so old even saying it you know in that way but the way that consumers are buying today is is for the most part all online right well not not everyone all the time but there's certainly things that could be delivered to your house books and things that you clothing might why why we use it for uh, we don't use it for groceries yet but a lot could come to your house and it's widely accepted you could look at the graph of the way people are buying online uh, some people still like the experience of going to the store or, 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 or shopping um, street retail like Melrose has had its um, kind of many lives now sure um, a lot of vacancy though if you go look at it so yeah, I uh, I feel like it's just in the beginning innings of of what we're going to be seeing as as the new shift take take over in the you know consumer buying behavior, and and I think that that's going to continue to move, the trajectory so to speak is going to continue to move online. Um, if if I you know could say that, that maybe you have a crystal ball, looking out over the next five years in in Los Angeles, which one market are you most bullish about? Right now, I've really been focused on senior housing. Mm-hmm. I like senior housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are obviously living a lot longer, and, and there's not a lot of alternatives right now for seniors. Um, so we're focusing on that. And medical. Medical is very important, and uh, there's a good need for medical, too. Uh, housing. There's always a need for housing. Multifamily? Yeah. Um, Great, great advice. And, and I guess if you are a new investor and you're you know, excited about this advice that you're sharing, and let's just say you've got 100K, you've got 50K, you've got 300K, and you want to just you know, dabble into the real estate game, uh, where would you put your money? So it's a good, it's a good question. I get asked that. Um, there's a lot of interesting areas that are coming, uh, areas that are re-gentrifying. I think, Los Ange- I think downtown Los Angeles in 15 years from today will be like Brooklyn. Hmm. I think it's going to just be the most, new new. The most unbelievable metropolis. People don't mind living downtown for a long time. People don't want to go downtown. And, and uh, today it's just, it's just beginning. I, I certainly think that real estate in Los Angeles, we're a, really a one-story town right now. Uh, not so much downtown, but, but it's just from Santa Monica to halfway to Palm Springs. It's basically all one story because it just sprawled and cars took you places and now with trains coming. But I think that you're going to start to see more multi-level developments and uh, more density. I think that um, investing in real estate with people that know real estate Hmm. is, is the first key. It doesn't matter how much you put in. It's going with investing with people that you trust that you that you know like and trust and that was actually another one of my questions is are you guys involved at all in helping you know people that that are your average layman looking to get involved in real estate acquisitions or management or uh, any other form or are you guys just now kind of entirely on your own and, and just focus on your own well there's different levels of investors in terms of how long they've been interested in being in real estate mm-hmm. and what they're doing. But I think that you should really be informed. And I was mentioning getting with the right people who, who have been doing it. Success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to uh, figure out what you like and what you want to do and then educate yourself. There's great 
classes at USC and at UCLA, and uh, there's great, I'm sure, podcasts like yours where people can educate themselves on what's hot and what they should be thinking about when they make an investment. Uh, I wouldn't buy just because you have the money in your pocket. You, you need a good story. The fundamentals have to be right. The, in terms of the real estate, the tenancy has to be right. The functionality of the building, the uh, integrity of the building, and what the lease looks like. There's a lot of things that you need to think about when you go and acquire a piece of property. Is there any one potential or maybe a few potential threats that you see or clouds coming into the market where maybe most people aren't even aware of that you have a better vantage uh, point from? Well, there's a lot of, a lot of guys and girls that are way smarter than me. So I'm just you know going one day at a time, uh, trying, to, trying to do what's uh, best for the people at Black Equities. I think that it's important to um, <clears throat> go slowly. I, I wouldn't buy because you heard a good story from somebody else that they bought something for a million dollars and sold it for two million dollars in, in six months. Um, if it's too good to be true, it's not true. It doesn't work like that. You gotta uh, go slowly and plant seeds and understand the story and you could make money. You gotta be patient. Certainly real estate's a patient game and uh, it's, it's a great game because uh, with density, with more people coming, there's only so much land and so many buildings. So uh, you just have to be careful. That That is great, great information. I, I'm, I'm confident that out there in the audience, there is a young version. Uh, you're very young as it is, but a younger version of a Darren Weinstock who's out there right now, who's listening. And I want you to put yourself in his or her shoes and give one piece of advice to that person who you love just as much as you do, uh, you know, your, your, your own, your own tribe. And, and what would that one piece of advice be to that one person who you love? I think that when you want to do something, you get with a person that's already doing it mm. and you become a shadow to that person. I think, uh, that if you find, if you want to be an actor, go study with a great actor. If you want to be a doctor, go study with that amazing doctor. I think that that's the best way to learn, and I think people love to teach inherently. And I think that if you really dedicate yourself and work hard and study and, and show up every day, all day, every day, you will be successful. And I've been fortunate to have you as a great mentor in, in every way. Uh, the way you live life and lead life, I, I, I admire. Uh, so you would be that person for me. And, and that's why I wanted to pick you as the very first person on this podcast. And, and again, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for all of your contributions to me and to society. I know you do a lot for the world. Uh, so thank you again for, for coming on. Thank you for having me. And uh, I know that this, this podcast is also a part of my Into the Weekend uh, newsletter that gets sent out to about 40,000 people across Southern California. Uh, so if you are on, feel free to browse through all of the events that are going on across Los Angeles. And also, please do check out some of our open houses that will be in the email. We really appreciate your support. Thank you, and we will see you next week uh, for another exciting episode. Have a great weekend. Talk to you guys soon.